What is up? You are listening to the World of WWE Podcast. I am your Italian god, Ant. And I am Macho Man Dan. Dig it. Also, Italian god. You don't sound like one. You don't sound enthusiastic. You sound meh. Well, because uh, earlier on, and for all of y'all who uh, who will eventually hear our blooper episode, you said that you didn't respect me. Well, I respect you. I don't respect the Italian God. You. Wow. As wow. I respect Carlos, I don't respect the tribal chief. Him. Wow. Well, I mean. But hey, that's because I am the champion. That is what I do, as we all know. Well, here's what's happening here in our universe. Survivor Series just passed two weeks ago. Happy things. Well, they just passed two weeks ago. (laughs) Well, it seems like it. It feels like it was like a week ago with the way like November. Yeah, I mean, they, they have no real nothing to actually move forward to at least not till january 1st so yeah they really don't have anything to do yeah well happy late thanksgiving too i ate a lot of food and uh sure you did too dan i did i very much did and uh yeah so we then had a couple of raws and a couple of smackdowns but we are back and ready we're back and we're better than ever. Face facts. Because your opinion don't matter. He's a maniac. He's going to step on whoever. Damn right. That's me. That should be my theme song. Anyways. <laughs> no, that was Carlos's song when he came back. Um, yep. So anyways. Uh, <laughs> speaking of Carlos, he is not with us tonight. He is a busy dude, but he will be back with us shortly. Trust me. He is with us in spirit. So, yes, the Survivor Series happened. I actually won. After doing this for how long, Anthony actually won a pay-per-view? I've actually won pay-per-views before, Dan. Mm, Are we sure about that? Can we confirm that? We'll have to look it up, but I'm pretty sure I won at least once, I think. And then I think Carlos beat me. And then you, you, Dan, Dan has gotten beat by people who are not even on this show. Anymore. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. That is unfair. I was very close to winning this one. Thank you. I just can't yeah. seem to win with WWE. Okay, I just see. can't seem let's, to do it. Let's have the points, okay? Dan had... I had what, eh? You had 30 points. Carlos had 30 points, too. I had... I had 60 points. 30 more points than you all. Can you believe it? I can't, no. That's why I'm your Italian god. But anyways. Well, and you won't be after January 1st. Well, we still have a long time to go, so I will be glad to be honored with that title. Only for a month, but we'll, oh, we'll, we'll let it last. Okay. We'll let it last. I'll give you I'll give you until the new year. How about that, Ant? I'll give you to the new year. Well, you can give me to the new year, but then I'll also be expecting it afterwards, too, in 2022. Mm, yeah, we'll see what happens after day one. We'll see what happens. On day one, what a shitty title. <laughs> yeah, that is a shitty title, by the way. What the fuck? You couldn't have given us like New Year's Resol- Revolution or whatever the fuck it was back then? No, let's call it day one. Well, you know, because it's very shitty. I was getting excited when NXT started to do like Vengeance Day and. Um, yep, and then they stopped doing that because thanks a lot, Vince. You suck yeah. ass. And now they're no longer calling their, like, big events takeovers. Now it's just, like, NXT War Games. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. A lot of people don't really care about that. But for me, like, I really do because I remember, like, from 2014 it was TakeOver. So it's, like, they're doing a huge... Remember when it used to be called the Black and Gold brand? Mm-hmm. 
Now we call it what the the Rainbow Brand. The fuck do you and, know it? And Beth Phoenix is leaving the announce table. That is true. Which Her contract is ending. Which oh. I have a little theory, and we'll talk about that later on. Um, but let me first thank you guys for listening. Of course, I just did our um, podcast wrapped. Can I just go over quick to that? Pretty much on wrapped anchor, which is our uh, platform that we use to provide our podcast is also with Spotify and Spotify every year does a wrapped. And basically that means that they talk about your favorite podcast and music that you've listened to throughout the year. And they have this for podcasters as well. So you get information about your show. Let me just first give you some information. Okay. Let me pull it up here. Our first episode of the year was released on January 7th. Uh, so that's a little detail. Really? We, have, our, we had nine streams. Well, we had streams in nine new countries. We were loved the most. People who played us the most, which I appreciate all the love. Very strange. We're New Zealand, Ireland, Canada, Germany, and Japan. Japan. What an interesting country to be uh, to be listened to in. I wonder what my voice sounds like in Japanese. Um, I'm assuming it would sound the way their name sounds. You don't know. Like, I mean, right? technically, I mean, technically speaking, when you translate it, it doesn't exactly sound like your actual voice. So yeah, but just because uh, people you know are listening in Japan doesn't necessarily mean that they're all Japanese. No, I, I, you're right. You're right. That that did sound kind of bad coming from it, but that's fine. We'll ignore it. We'll, we'll ignore it. I, where do you live? South Carolina? Yes. <laughs> Thank you for telling the people where I live, Anthony. We got a country boy. <laughs> Henry O'Godwin. Okay. Um, <laughs> this is a cool fact. 23 of all of my listeners and our listeners have listened to us more than any other podcast. And there's a lot of pretty damn cool right there. And this is really strange, but it's okay. A lot of you guys, 40% of you guys listen to us between 5 a.m. and 11 a.m. We knew we were popular in the morning. You know, I'm cool with that. Which is sad because I can barely get up at 6 in the morning, let alone that time. I'm supposed to be at work at 8.45 and I get up at 8.14 most of the time. Well, at least one day. Um, but yeah, so, and listen to this. We have released, ready, 2,847 minutes of content across 79 episodes. Damn, that's a lot. And we have reached 30 countries. So, I'm impressed. Those are just some stats. If you would like to hear why, if you're new and would like to know why everyone's listening and checking us out, then you have to subscribe to us on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and wherever podcasts are available. Just type in the world of WWE Podcast. Our logo is in blue lettering and you will find us there. If you're checking us out on YouTube, awesome. If not, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We are the world of WWE podcast. If you subscribe, hit the like button and the notification bell, you will be able to see all of our content. And Dan, why should they just hit the notification bell? Because it just takes a split second and saves you a lot of time having to look us up and type in all of those words. I mean, come on, who wants to type words when you could just immediately get a notification on your phone? So much easier. Speaking of typing words, I've also heard that a lot of people have found us using Amazon Alexa. So, <laughs> so thank you, Alexa. Thank you. Me. Thank you, Alexa. Um, yeah, so subscribe to us on YouTube because we have a lot of cool stuff. We also have different series that aren't available on the regular podcast, including like Nash compilations and all that fun stuff. So follow us on YouTube. Also, we are on Facebook. We have an official Facebook group, The World of WWE Podcast. Follow us on there. There's not too many updates on Facebook, I will say, but definitely stay because when it is updated, there's a lot of fun stuff there. And then finally, I feel like I'm talking a lot already, 
We are on Instagram, World Dot of WWE Podcast. Uh, and yeah, find us on there. We post a lot of fun memes and cool little facts. And can I just say something? Sure. So I mean, you're already talking, may as well. Fucking Queen Zelina, who I don't know if you guys know how deep my love is. It's very, very deep. I, I don't. I can't stress enough how deep it really is. It's deep. She has. That's what she said. Wait, what? Mm. She has checked out like so many fucking things of ours. Like, because I, I like to tag her. Hey, listen, listen. Don't get don't go getting hot headed, man. All right, don't get hot headed. She's listen. she's probably just stumbled upon them. Listen, let me tell you something. I ain't gonna say shit because Malachi Black will kick my fucking head off. But <laughs> yeah, that, you got a you got a fair point there, buddy. But but I will say, um, the only reason I don't think it's a coincidence is because this has happened at least four times now. You don't think it's a coincidence because it's happened four times, really? Uh, no, because here's what I'll say why. Because if you, let's say you're just a crazy person, right? And you tag someone. I, I mean, I am a crazy person, but okay. Yeah, yeah I know. That's why you lose all the time. Um, oh, okay. I see we're going there now. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we are. So, um, like, if I'm sitting there and I'm posting, like, oh, Zelina, I love you. Like, they're going to know, like, that, okay, this person. But, like, what I like about it is that it does get her name out a little bit, the World of WWE podcast, because, um, like she views the story because I post a story and um, I tag her in it. And so every time like someone views your story, you can see who looks at it. And I've caught her a couple of times. So thank you, Zelina. I hope that uh, if you are listening, <laughs> I just got... <laughs> <laughs> He's having a fantasy right now, folks, but it's no, okay. I'm not. No, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. sure you're not, but sure. We'll pretend. No, I'm like, <laughs> I'm laughing now because I'm like, shit, what if, what if, uh, I mean, it's highly unlikely, but it's not impossible. What if someone is, is listening? You never know. But yeah, if you are, you, the bomb. To him, at least. Anyways, okay, we're moving on. Sorry. Moving on. As I like blush, I'm like, we get to my phone. So we are going to be recapping. WWE Monday Night Raw from November 29th. They were in Elmont, New York, which I've I'd never really heard of, but okay, they are there. And Seth Rollins. I was actually there once, but I don't remember much. Oh, really? Like, cool. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, because you're, you're a tri state dude like me and Carlos. Yes, I am. Even though I became a country boy a few years ago, the New Jersey country man. Um, the New Jersey country man is what I am. So, we didn't talk about this because you didn't do an episode of Raw last week, but last week, Seth Rollins got fucked up. Yeah, he did. <laughs> this dude came at him like a fucking 460-pound bomb running full speed ahead. He took him down, and uh, a lot of people were laughing, and that's sort of been like the whole thing with Seth Rollins over the weekend. But Seth Rollins opened the show this past week on the Raw and he announces that day one, it will be the WWE champion Biggie defending his title against Seth Rollins. And Seth claims that the first day of a new year, the first day of a new era, and it will be the first day in his next championship reign. This reign will define the future of Monday nights and this business. Rollins claims he is a visionary and a revolutionary. He is Seth freaking Rollins. Finn Balor has enough of this and he runs down and he attacks Seth Rollins. He sends him over the barricade and over the commentary table. He Rollins and hits a suicide dive and takes off his crazy jacket. And then Balor hits a sling blade and sends Rollins' head into the steel steps. And then the match is officially started. And it was a very good match, a lot of back and forth action. And Seth ended up getting the win after hitting a curb stomp on Finn. So what are your thoughts on Rollins beating Finn tonight in the match? Um, I mean, I have two opinions on it. A, I don't really know how to feel about how Seth beating Finn is because I think Finn deserves a little bit more than what he's actually getting. 
Because, like, he... What's the last major feud he was really in? Mm-hmm. Besides the Roman Reigns crab, which we know how that ended. Well, he was in NXT, remember? That Yeah, I know. But, like, I'm saying, like, then he went... Then he came back up. Mm-hmm. Then he went with Roman Reigns. Yeah. We all know how that crap ended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then he's on Raw. Nothing. Mm-hmm. I think he deserves more. But... Definitely, Seth Rollins winning definitely brings a lot of momentum for Seth going into Biggie's match, going into the match with Biggie. And I don't know, I kind of, I'd actually like to see Rollins as WWE champion again, see him as a heel, because last time he was champion, he was a face. And in my opinion, face Rollins don't really work. Yeah. That's me. Okay, so. It was definitely a good match, though. Definitely a great match. Maybe Seth will be the new champion and Finn will be just um, maybe a challenger soon. But then go backstage and Vince McMahon is there and Austin Theory walks in and shakes hands with him. Remember, Austin Theory was the one who handed Vince the egg. Vince says that he hates when people ask him how he's doing. It's phony crap if he's being honest. He has an ingrown toenail and an earache. But what's not phony is... Austin Theory's WWE title shot against Big E tonight. Uh, basically, McMahon says he's going to have Austin watch the show with him tonight and see if there's a spot for people to be surprised when they're expecting the unexpected. Vince then says if Theory ever steals his egg again, he'll kill him. So, silly segment with Vince and Austin Theory. I really don't care about this whole egg storyline. Um, but yeah, that, that was kind of it with that. Yep. And then, okay, let's see. Okay, then we have the, what is it? The Raw Women's Title Contract signing, and that's Becky Lynch and Liv Morgan. What do you think about that? Um, well, I mean, I'm definitely glad Liv Morgan's definitely getting an opportunity for her, for the Raw Women's Champion. She definitely has deserved that for a long time now. And, I mean, don't get me wrong, Becky's still... Becky, she's still good on the mic and everything, but damn, am I getting annoyed by her already? Like, don't get me wrong, I like Becky and all, but she's kind of getting annoying with it. Like, this whole character is just getting old already. But, um... Huh? (laughs) Well, I'm just saying, it's it's getting a bit old, and, um... Look, we've all seen the Oh, I'm the best, blah, blah, blah. I came back and I did this, blah, blah, blah. We've all seen it before. Nothing new. But um, Liv Morgan definitely made some good points. Then we get a whole thing with her saying a 10-women te- a tag match. Didn't interest me in the least, if I'm being honest. Didn't. Well, let's go over this a little bit. Basically, Becky Lynch says that Liv Morgan sucker punched her the week before, Ed. Liv did nothing else after that and didn't step up and that one sucker punch can't beat her and uh, will she be able to step up to the big time and take her moment and then Neville says that the match will take place on Raw next week which is cool because it's the same night that Trish Stratus fought Lita in 2004 so that will be interesting uh so then Lynch says that she has a surprise and then Liv tells Lynch to shut up Liv says that um, Lynch is a bully whose big contract costs her friends their jobs. <laughs> Morgan says if her punch wasn't enough to show her what she's capable of, maybe this next one will. Becky says that um, Morgan doesn't know anything about being emotional. Also, some deserve to be paid good. She goes, if Liv would have let her finish, Becky has arranged a 10-woman tag match tonight. And then Becky says... Liv Morgan cannot lead successfully, and then Liv accepts the challenge. So, a lot heading into next week's women's title match. Moving on. Uh, I do hate that. The, I do want to say one more thing. I yeah. do hate how they're doing this on a random episode of Raw. Like, they can't just, you know, make it for the day one pay per view. No, it has to be on a random episode of Raw. That doesn't. I get it. They're trying to boost ratings for Raw and everything. I get it. But I don't want to just tune into some Raw to see it. I want to watch it on a pay-per-view to where I know it's at least going to be 
something that they're really going to put time and effort into because they're trying to build up a story. Here they're just throwing it at a random raw, saying, oh, yeah, here's a, here's a little bit of build up to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe it's just to get more. Give it a little more time to build up instead of just, oh, I punched you, but I'm not going to do a damn thing about it. A hundred percent. Okay. So we are going to take a quick break, but stay tuned to hear a word from me and our sponsors. And welcome back to the world of WWE podcast. As the sponsor just said, check out Anchor. It is a great website where you can create your own podcast for free. And I definitely recommend it. But yeah, I appreciate wherever you're listening to us too, by the way. So thank you for that. And before we continue talking about Raw, tonight is NXT War Games. It's we're not calling it TakeOver anymore. But it is the first NXT 2.0 brand pay-per-view. We're going to see the War Games match where Team Black and Yellow are taking on Team NXT 2.0. So we're going to see the past taking on the present. And that will be live later on tonight. And our prediction episode will be dropping later on this afternoon. So be ready for that. So... We were just talking about the contract signing between Becky and Liv. And I, I'm i excited to see Liv being able to have a chance for the title since, you know, fans have been wanting her to have a shot since June at this point. I know I have. That's for damn sure. So I'm very excited for her to finally have this opportunity. And I think Becky Lynch and her will put on a good match. I think Becky likes her. Usually, when two people like each other, they want the best for one another. So, let's move on to next, the next situation happening. And we see um, the Raw Tag Team Champions, RK Bro, backstage. And Riddle asks Randy why he's not dressed like him. And Randy says that he would never do that. It's just basically them knocking each other back and forth and basically Riddle tells Orton to close his eyes, Orton closes his eyes and then Riddle puts a blonde wig on Randy's head Orton tells him he has three seconds to take it off and Riddle does so they're doing their little comic moment. I don't know how much I like seeing this. Randy in a blonde wig? Yeah, it didn't really work for him. I feel like it's. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew you were going to say that, though. Yeah. Well, yes, that. But also, I just feel like you guys split them up now. Like, it's getting a little stale. I don't see Rainy Orin ever. <clears throat> and, then, and then, sorry for coughing. The other question for me comes what is the point? If, if, if Rainy turns on him, you know, what is. The point of was he gonna get out of it exactly? If anything, if anything, Riddle has to turn on Randy yeah. for being honest here. And it would be perfect if Riddle's like, you know what, I helped you out and I brought you back to relevance. Yeah, and every single time you I try to like Dude, this shit already writes itself, but watch, watch, WWE's gonna fuck it up. Yeah, Orin's gonna turn on him. So next we have, and that pisses well, me. No, I'm sorry, I, I hate to interrupt, but now that literally pisses me off because this shit's so easy to write. I could write this. Hell, I guarantee a five year old could write it, and it'd be better than what fucking whatever the writers come. And it's not even their fault. It's Vince's fault. He wants yes men who write shit that he thinks is gonna be good. It's not what he thinks is what should be good. It's what we think is what's good because we're gonna what's gonna get what's over. You know. And that really yeah. pisses me off, bro. Vote for Dan is a vote for you. <laughs> for real, I mean, I hear you, man. I agree. Like, we, it is ridiculous that we fans don't get nothing out of it. But that's why on. Whenever the- something good gets <coughs> over, oh, it's Vince who came up with it. No, we're the ones who got it over. We liked it, so we're the ones who got it over. We should get the fucking credit for that. Fuck you for creating it, because you didn't. We tell you what to do, and you still don't do it. Fuck you, creative. 
Well, speaking of fuck you creative, the Raw tag team titles are on the line. Of course, the champions, RK Bro, defended and they defeated the Dirty Dogs after Randy hit an RKO. Really not much to say there. I mean, I really don't really care so much about Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. I know there's really no one else for them to fight, but uh, they're just, I feel like Dolph Ziggler and Roode just don't do it for me. Nothing against them as wrestlers or people, but I'd rather see new competition. I agree. I definitely agree. But, you know. But, um, the thing is about Randy Orton and RK Bro, like, I don't know. It's just, it's getting, like, like you said, Anthony, it's getting a bit old. Uh, what's my name? What is it? The Italian God? Yeah, thank you. Sir. Something like that. Yes, thank you. I don't know. But, um, no. So, like you said, it, it, it it's getting a bit old. Don't get me wrong. Like the tag team. Love the fucking theme song music. Love that shit. But, um, I don't know. They just, I don't think they should be putting comedy behind the Raw tag titles. Because that diminishes the tag division. Yeah. You know, and it's not even Randy Orton. It's not. It's not their fault. It's again. It goes back to creative. They want comedy, but don't put comedy behind a tag team that you want to get over. Okay, comedy isn't what gets people over. We want to believe that they're that they're gonna beat anybody in their path, no matter what it takes. You know, well, or or the fact that they're good guys. You know, over certain people like Mick Foley. Because he's been able to do that throughout his career. The problem is, like you like you meant, Randy Orton, he's never really been a funny character. Yeah, that's another thing. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just feel like th- there's already a comedy title, which is the 24-7 championship. So, and yeah. that also shouldn't be it. I mean, that was also stupid, but whatever. Well, we now go back. I know, I know. I'm I'm smashing WWE and shit. I understand. This is here. He'd want to kick your ass, right? And now. you know what? I'm sorry, but I speak the truth. Damn it! Here, I'm gonna be cross. Man, come on. Why you gotta? Why you gotta do that? They work hard. <laughs> Carlos, we miss you. Come on, man. Yeah, bro. Come on. Yeah, do Carlos. Let's go, Carlos. I cannot suit find you. Speaking of Christmas songs, we are going to be having our Christmas special dropping really soon. Look for that on December 21st. It's going to be filled with a bunch of Christmas moments that we're going to talk about, discuss, and just get excited for. So check that out. I just wanted to plug that while I was singing Christmas music. <laughs> but but like, like we said, Randy Orton was never really a funny character. He shouldn't be portrayed as one, definitely. No offense to Randy. He's not really a funny guy. But um, it's just... I hate the way they have to portray. Oh, they're funny. They're funny, so you gotta like them. Yeah. No, no, that's that's not the reason we have to like them at all, actually. But you know, and and like I said also before, it diminishes the, the, the tag division. I mean, before the tag division used to be the biggest thing in WWE, it was one of their main focuses. They don't pay attention to that anymore, and that's sad because tag wrestling is great. I mean, shit, that's why I love Teddy Long. Teddy Long. Holla, holla, you being in a tag match, player. You know? Well, they had a whole Survivor Series built on nothing. True. Except for Becky Lynch and Charlotte and Big E and Roman Reigns, which is shit that they used to do like the early 90s which and 80s. Which, But anyways, back to Raw, though. I do agree. You got to stop that shit. But Seth Rollins is backstage. Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins. Seth freaking Rollins, buddy. Is backstage walking, and Kevin Owens comes up to him, and he, he says, you're having a big night. Kevin has some news, too. Adam Pearce said that if Kevin defeats Big E tonight, he will be added to the main event at WWE Day 1. And Seth Rollins looks pissed. So a little oh, added yeah. stipulation added to the match. 
my favorite wrestler, Edge, comes down. I'm excited to see him again. Last time we saw him, he beat, capital B-E-A-T. He beat the shit. I'm Seth freaking Rollins in the Hell in a Cell match at Crown Jewel. But Edge is back. He says that the last time he saw his ugly mug was, yes, when he was surviving a war against Seth Rollins. Now Seth is the number one contender for the WWE title, and Edge thinks that Seth does deserve it. Edge says that Seth is operating at another level, but he is here to talk about being on wrong and being on wrong, being on raw and strong island. There's a whole new set of opponents he can sink his teeth into, like AJ Styles, Kevin Owens, Finn Balor, Damian Priest, or even Big E. That's when my favorite moment of the night happens when the Miz comes out with Shucky Ducky Quack Quack. Shucky Ducky Quack Quack. But no, so, you know, Edge is cutting a problem on everything, and then who do we see come out? Who? The Miz. And with his wife returning, Maurice. Great uh, thing, by the way. She is not just his wife. She is the sexiest of the sexiest. Yes, we know. You have a crush on Maurice. We know. But she, yes. You know, I saw her come back in my fucking headlights went out and my fucking antlers were like, murmur. Um, okay. He comes out and the Miz comes out at Maurice and they're basically showing footage of him on Dancing with the Stars. And she actually did pretty well on him, I must say. I saw a couple of his stuff. He did pretty good. He says that, you know, he's not happy that Edge got the big hype around his return. Misses that Edge has only been gone for a month. Is that what Edge's career has come to? Living for the comeback. Edge gets injured, gets a comeback. Retires, comes back. Miz is back from being on a major show, showing, showing off what it means to be a WWE superstar. The Miz says he doesn't get a big return or the pyro. The people aren't even clamoring for him, he says. But what really irks him is that right here and now is the greatest women's performer around his wife, Maddie. Nice. Which, obviously, I agree. <laughs> yes, we and, know. Yes, uh, we know. I'm good. Listen, but, God wants no, there's two things I want to say about this. I'm really looking forward to this. And normally, look, as much as I love Edge, and he has and he has an opportunity to go against some great opponents, I normally I wouldn't really look forward to his next few because honestly, I thought he was gonna be done for like another year or anything. But I'm glad to see he's back. Yeah. And I was like, oh great, what kind of crap feud is he gonna go into? But WWE surprised me. And bringing the Miz into it. Shit, their feud already writes themselves. I mean, for instance, for instance, ah, uh, fuck. I mean, the fact that Miz says he's the best because he is—he's awesome. And you know, Edge is the veteran, so he wants to prove. And so Edge kind of wants to prove himself. Not Edge. Miz wants to prove himself, but Edge wants to prove he still got it compared to you know. In the, even though you lost to Seth once and beat him twice, he still has to prove he still got it. In my opinion. Like I said, I was sorry. You go on. No, I said I thought I was high tonight. (laughs) You think I'm high? Really? What am I doing that's high, huh? Tell me. I thought I was the one that was high, which means I think you might be a little. I mean, that's my point. What what am I high on exactly? I don't know, but you kept fucking confusing the Miss Edge. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry that I've had a long day. No, you're fine. You're fine. Okay, so listen, let's go back to what happened. So Edge says that the Miz came in ninth place, and Edge didn't, almost didn't recognize the Miz because he's not dressed as the genie, which I found hysterical. Um, Miz says that he only came in ninth place because the supposedly loyal fan base forgot to vote for him. Edge says that he can be upset that he didn't get the big promotion, but he could have gone out and Pearson Sony Deville to demand it. But they didn't do that. Miz knows interrupting him puts him back in the main event picture. This is all that Edge says. Miz says Edge is dancing with a broken body. Miz has long since surpassed Edge. When he made an event at WrestleMania against John Cena, Edge was the opening match, which is true. 
Yes, yes, it is. Edge admits that his window to keep going is small, but he fought hard to get this back. Everyone in the locker room wants to stand across the ring and test themselves because they respect him. They do respect Edge. That's something Miz knows nothing about. Miz could have had it and could still have it. Instead, the Miz bitches and moans about not having this and that. Little Mizzy needs a pat on the back. Damn, Edge is not playing for the Miz tonight. Edge says he'll give him that pat on the back. And Edge sincerely, sincerely means what he's about to say. He goes, the Miz made it into this ring across from him after tough enough. The Miz went from writing notes on his hands to main eventing against John Cena with The Rock as his enforcer and beat him. People mention him on other shows to get a cheap reaction, which is obviously a play on AEW because uh, CM Punk called the MJF pretty much a younger, uh, a less cooler. Famous Miz. Yeah. A less famous Miz. Uh, the Miz lives rent-free in a lot of heads and built himself an empire. The Miz has a mansion in the Hollywood Hills and has a beautiful family. The Miz made it further than anyone ever thought, except the Miz always believed it and made it happen. The big difference between us, Edge says, is that Edge fought with every fiber of his being to get the small window back, while the Miz uses this for notoriety for his next show. And then the Miz expects respect, and Edge earns it. And that's when the Ez, Edge, the Edge, <laughs> Edge begs the Miz to attack him. The Miz gets fired up and starts to remove his jacket before saying no. The Miz and Maurice walk off and kiss. So a lot to unpack here. But I do have a theory. Beth Phoenix did leave NXT commentary. Maurice is randomly. Here we go with Ange's crazy theories. Maurice is randomly thrown back into this, which I'm obviously I'm happy to see. Duh. Well, she's not just randomly thrown back into it. I do want to say one thing though. I'm very. There's another reason why I'm glad that Maurice is back because unfortunately, even though John Morrison was released and it looked like Miz was going to be on his own, it's good that they brought her back because Miz with Maurice. No offense to John Morrison, was the best Miz's character ever was. I mean, yeah, he was good when he had a uh, freaking uh, what was his name? Uh, the guy who copied him, uh, Damian Sandow. Damian Sandow, thank you. He yeah. was good when he had him. He was good when he was with John Morrison. Yeah, but in my opinion, the best Miz ever was the best his heel character ever was was when he was with Maurice, and that's good. I mean, again, it's unfortunate that they had to release John Morrison to get it back, but you know, it is what it is, I guess. Again, and I'm like, I'm not complaining. I 100% agree with you, dude. Like his best work was with Maris, but again, um, you know, she hasn't been on for a while, and you know, it is good that she's back, but there has to be some kind of twist here and i'm telling you the glamazon's gonna come back and because well she's still with the wwe contract she's just not appearing on nxt the nxt brand anymore and also the miz did allude he said that mary's is the best woman superstar so i mean you know you might see a mixed tag match at day one between Ed. In my opinion, that wouldn't be a good match. No offense to Miz and Maurice. No offense to any of them. I just don't think it'd be a good match. I wouldn't want to see that. As a fucking Italian god, you're wrong. Because um, Maurice getting back in the ring is always a good thing. It's not even. It's not the wrestler's fault. They can make it good. I just don't think WWE right good. That's the problem. Well, the only way it will be good is if if they're going to continue on the feud, Miz and Miris need to win in some kind of shitty way. Um, you know, have Miris run away from Beth. But also, like, for example, look to WrestleMania. I, I think it was 28. I could be wrong. But when it was the mixed tag match, Ronda Rousey and Kurt Angle, against Triple H and Stephanie. That was a great tag match. Um, and they just had good chemistry. If they do it up, then they could have a good match. But that it's not – no one said this match is actually happening. It's just my theory of what could happen. 
But I am excited, like you said, to see Edge take on someone like The Miz instead of just a random opponent, right? Yeah. Okay, so moving on. AJ Styles is wearing sunglasses backstage with Omos. He gets interviewed, and basically he, she, Sarah asks him for his insight into the Street Profits, spraying him with a fire extinguisher. AJ is acting like he's blind, and AJ says they put smoke in his eye, but where there's smoke, there's fire. And then the Street Profits defeat the Alpha Academy, and Montez ends up beating, I think it was Chad Gable after hitting a frog splash. Nothing really much to go off here, just, you know, another moment where the Street Profits are just bothering Styles and Omos and the Alpha Academy, but Street Profits look great. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Next, Vince is in his office with Austin Theories, talking to him about AJ Styles and Omos. Austin thought that it was good, but Vince thought it was horrible. Vince says, you could see it coming from a mile away. That's unexpected, the unexpected. Vince tells Austin to look at him when he talks to him. So Vince is just being a dick to Austin Theory. I think it's more Austin Theory being a dick to him, but... Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, Austin Theory's like the new guy. He's he's charismatic. He's charisma. So, yeah, I think it's more him being the dick. But, you know, oh. what do I know? Yeah, okay. Um, hang on. So then, WWE, we have the United States Championship on the line. United States Champion Jamie Priest defeats Apollo Crews with Commander Aziz after Damian Nails are reckoning. Damian Priest is like more of like a darker character now. He's sort of turning, he's not turning heel, but he's just being more. I think a Damian Priest heel character could definitely be interesting though, if, if he was. Yeah, I do agree. But you really get nothing much to talk here. I'm not really a huge Apollo Crews fan uh, lately. But, yeah, I mean, it's cool. To see. I was never really much of an Apollo Crews fan. I don't really – I mean, don't get me wrong. This gimmick is way better than whatever the hell his other gimmick was, but I don't really see what he's doing. Like, why – he just disappeared from TV, in my opinion. I don't really remember what happened. He looks like an idiot, Commander Aziz, so I can't really – but, okay, another match where really not a lot happened here. The Mysterios, they defeated the Hurt Business after Dominic hit a frog splash. My Another moment where I'm just saying, when is the heel turn going to happen? I know they're doing storylines. But at this point, it's almost like they're forgetting that they were mad at each other to begin with. Um, yep. what, what do you think about that? Um, well, first off, I keep forgetting that the Hurt Business is a thing again. Uh, why are they losing when they were literally tag team champions? Um, what back when uh, Bobby last year was champion? When was he like September or something like that? I think, yeah, I think so. Yep. So yeah, like why are they suddenly losing all their matches? Like if they're back together, shouldn't they be winning a lot of their matches again? Yeah, I, agree. I mean that just made them look weak in my opinion. Um. And, yeah, you're right. That is weird. They just kind of look like they forgot that they were mad at each other. Like, what's I mean, up with that? Maybe something can happen, but it's like it has to happen soon because we're into 2022, and these people have been teasing they're going to turn on each other since the end of 2020. So, I mean, you can just pick it. Next, we have the 10-woman tag match. We have Liv Morgan, Bianca Belair, 24-7 champion Dana Brooke. Rhea Ripley and Nikki, almost a superhero. They defeated the Raw Women's Champion, Becky Lynch, the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, Queen Zelina and Carmella, Dewdrop, Tamina, and Natalia. And Liv got the pin on Tamina after hitting an Oblivion. I didn't. I'm surprised that you knew what the name of her finisher was. I didn't. Oblivion. Yeah, that that's what she calls it. And after uh, Liv gets the win, Becky immediately attacks Liv and stomps away at her. Dewdrop then attacks Bianca Belair in the ring. Liv Morgan and Belair fight back, and then Belair slams Dewdrop down, and that's when Ripley and Nikki take it to Carmella and Zelina Vega at ringside. And Liv then ends up escaping the manhandle slam and then hits the oblivion on Becky Lynch. So Liv Morgan having the advantage heading into their Raw women's tag team match this upcoming Monday on Raw. What do you think? 
should be interesting. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited to see this. We did these two haven't really fought before, so it's going to be interesting. And again, historical December 6, 2004, Trish Strauss versus Lita, December 6, 2021, Becky Lynch versus Liv Morgan, and it could be the main event. I mean, <laughs> I don't know why you remember that. Because I don't think a, not a lot of people do remember that, but. Well, because he mentioned it. I just, did? It? Oh, I didn't catch that that they mentioned it. No, no, no. It, there was just like a meme, and like people were talking, and like also like their characters, like they're like you know Becky has red hair, Liv has blonde, like you know they do stupid shit like that. But, yeah. Um, okay, but it's gonna be a good show. We're backstage, and Vince is in his office. Austin is nervously talking with Vince. Vince says, "You have to expect the unexpected. If you expect a surprise, then it's a real surprise." Uh, Austin agrees just with whatever Vince is saying. And Can I ask why Vince is just suddenly appearing on TV again ever since Survivor Series? I haven't, because he has Cleopatra. At least on Raw, because I haven't seen him on SmackDown. He has Cleopatra's fucking aid. It's important. Huh? He has Cleopatra's aid. He had it, and now he's got it back, okay? What's so, what, what else is so to him important? He needs another one, I guess. All right, well, then yeah, Vince needs another fucking egg. Yes, like he needs another one. He sure does. Well, Vince is backstage and he asks Austin Theory. He asked. He asked. Jeez, are you asked. sure? Jeez, Christ, are you okay, Anthony? You can't speak anymore, apparently. He asked. He asked. I, I have a trouble pronouncing asked. 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 Not hard. You're not in preschool, asked. Anthony. Did I say right? Asked. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck everybody. I don't care. Whatever. Whatever. He 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 questions him if he enjoyed Raw tonight. And Austin says he did. Vince then says, Well, what did you learn? And Austin says, You have to expect the unexpected. Huh? He says that's right. And he gets up to shake Austin's hand. Vincent surprises him with a slap to the face and says he has a lot to learn. Damn. Motherfucker got slapped. I don't understand the point of all of this, but um, I guess... I don't understand it either. Why is he just talking to Austin Theory? I mean, he's the one who stole your shit. Aren't you upset at him? I think they're going to do, like, a major push for him, I feel like, and I think... I mean, that's good and all. Don't get me wrong. I'd love to see it, but... I mean, damn, bro. Well, now we are at our main event, and we are seeing our man, Kevin Owens. He defeats the WWE champion, Big E, by disqualification after Kevin Owens attacked Seth Rollins during the match, and Seth uh, attacked Question, him. didn't we already see this Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins feud? Shouldn't we see something else? I mean, I mean I'm mean, i saying this because he's added to the Big E and Seth Rollins match at day one. Shouldn't Seth Rollins just get his own match? And then Kevin Owens can like challenge him after that. Does he have to do it now? Well, that will probably happen. They'll probably have Rollins and Big E at Royal Rumble. If also, yeah, why do they want two pay per views in January? That doesn't make sense to me. I don't know. They're probably just trying to think, make more money in January. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, it's weird. Well, after the match, Seth Rollins nails a curb stomp on Big E, and Kevin Owens laughs. So Kevin Owens definitely has the upper hand on Big E and Seth Rollins heading into day one, which obviously will be January 1st, 2022, the first day of the new year. So let's just go over a quick couple of things. We will be having our WWE SmackDown recap posted coming up on Monday, this Monday, December 6th. So be on the lookout for that. Also later on tonight, which is, by the way, Monday meaning tomorrow. <laughs> so not tomorrow. Yeah, yes, this is tomorrow. I, what day am I in? I feel like I'm in, <laughs> I feel like I'm in like a weird transitional phase of my life. I don't know where I am, but anyways. He's Anthony. Tomorrow. Get a grip, man. Get a grip. I thought you were going to break out into song after that. Very passionate. Um, 
Oh, fuck you, bro. Fuck you. I'm going to grip. Um, so, yeah. So, tomorrow, December 6th, we will have our Friday Night Smackdown recap video out. And then later on tonight, we have our NXT War Games prediction video coming out. War Games is going to be a great show. The first NXT 2.0 show. The first pay-per-view under their banner. I haven't really been watching much of it, so I'm excited to see what's going to happen. And that NXT War Games is taking place tonight, December 5th, 2021. Also coming up, we have our very special Christmas episode on December 21st. We'll be talking about the greatest Christmas moments and spreading some holiday cheer. Man, you were you were advertising this like shit. Fucking hell, man. Dude, fucking we have to. It's the Christmas season. Man, I love Christmas. It's my favorite holiday. You're like you're like one of those annoying ads that come up like in the middle of the thing. Oh, why don't you watch this? Why don't you watch that? You know, Dan, then why you know what can why don't you do it? Go ahead. I'm just saying, bro, like you've already advertised it twice. I want to hear you advertise something. No, really. I want you to. All right, well, I don't know what they were doing it, but we do have the Slammy Awards coming up. Ooh, that's, well, that's what we're calling them. Well, it's the second annual Slammy Awards, Dan, first of all. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry that I didn't get one part of it correct. It's still the Slammy Awards, damn it. Yeah, well, I mean, there's, of course, only, there only is one Italian god here, so. Uh, but go ahead. Well, well, I mean, you're the one who has control of this. You're the one who started it. Go on, finish. Well, here, Dan, this is breaking news. Then you can go ahead and finish because you are right. It is the Slammy Awards. The actual date will be December 23rd, which is a Thursday. So that will okay. be the look out for that. But go ahead. December Definitely 23rd. look out for that, guys. I mean, shit. But, you know, we're going we're gonna to rank, the, what is it, the top five men's matches or something like that? Men's top men's five. No, there's not men. Dude, Dan, you're fired. <laughs> well, first of all. Well, you tell me a lot of shit, man. I'm just saying. Well, thank you for trying. No, really. Here's what's happening, guys. Dan is right. It is a second annual Slammy Awards. And we are going to be just going over so many different moments that have happened throughout this year. I mean, this year felt like it was a month, to be honest. But We're, We are giving Slammy Awards the to the number one men's superstar and the women's superstar and tag team and stuff like that. Yes, 100%. We have also the Rising Star of 2021. And we also will be picking our favorite match. It could be male or female of 2021. That is going to be a hard undertaking, but it will be done. Look out for that. December 23rd, that will be a Thursday, the second annual Slammy Awards, where we have a huge, huge, big announcement to make. Ooh, announcement. Ooh, I'm excited for an announcement. Yeah, it will change the game. So be there for the second annual Slammy Awards. So, Dan, I think we just advertised this shit, kind of everything. Thank you, of course, for doing this with me. And of thank course you for listening. And yeah, we have a lot coming up. So stay tuned and stay safe. And we will see you next week for WWE Monday Night Raw. See you then. Bye.